Good morning, super. Started without me. Good morning, super. Good morning, James. How are you today? Good, good. This morning. This morning, good. I <laughs> this this morning, good. <laughs> I, I I'm sounding like a text message. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Okay, great, great. I think we just we we're both having a. A pretty busy day today, so it's great that we had a moment to to talk about this issue because uh, it's it's a pretty pretty important topic. I think mm -hmm. it's just difficult to talk about. Um, but I thought that maybe we could try to understand what this is and just try to figure out how we could help other, um, you know supers part-time super resident managers in this mm -hmm. with this issue but um it's about attitude yeah attitude that's a that's a big one <laughs> it's a big one and it's attitude it's i mean what is what is attitude right right like what's a good attitude and what's and the reason why it's important is because you know a good attitude will help you get fi uh, hired easily right mm -hmm. it can help get you hired and a bad attitude or a negative attitude is definitely something that's going to lead to to getting fired yeah, and also just your quality of life, your work life. If you have a bad attitude, everything's going to look all bad. You'll be miserable. Right. But if you have a positive attitude, like a good vision of, right. of things, then you will feel good about it. You'll, and you'll make, uh, that kind of makes you grow gives gives that foundation of growth you're willing to grow right right well, well yeah definitely i think that um i think that you're you're at peace with your inner self if you have a positive attitude and that can impact you know how you approach everyday stress and the things that happen is that that's what you talked about right yes and it's it's always, always better to have a positive attitude than a negative attitude. Well, you kind of hit it on the head because the actual definition of attitude is um, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Uh -huh. And typically, it's reflected in the person's behavior. So there's two components to attitude that is interesting here. And it's how you how you feel inside, that means what you're feeling, right? Um, and then that changes to your behavior that other people see. So it's, there's an inner component, which happens on the inside, and then there's an outer, uh, outer component, which is visible to everyone else. Oh, that's, that's very interesting. So it's great. It, so what I thought I'd talk about uh, maybe we could talk about in this in this episode is maybe pull up 
like five top like negative attitudes um, that can affect your work, right? Because we all know what positive attitude is. Positive attitude examples of a positive attitude is being reasonable or fair, mm -hmm. good-natured, friendly, open to criticism, mm -hmm. trusting, caring. I'm actually reading from a, <laughs> a definite, like a, a, there's a website with positive attitudes, uh, you know, willing to co collaborate. Um, all the good things. All the good things. So, yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk to building managers and we ask them, what's important to you in a, in a part-time super or what's important to you in the super, attitude comes up. The only thing is that we're trying to figure out what attitude means, and it's so broad yes. that, you know. So I thought maybe maybe instead of pointing out good attitude, we'll, I can point out just in my experiences of having, you know, met a lot of um, uh, building supers mm -hmm. and been in situations where I get to hear what boards and, and managers get to say about um, supers that they're having problems with give you an idea of some of the some of the biggest um, uh, I guess some of the most serious negative attitudes that have eventually impacted the supers um, uh, what do you call that security security with a job or mm -hmm. ultimately made him subject to dismissal I see so these are kind of like the most common common attitude problems that boards and managers, maybe residents, uh, complain about? I would, yeah, maybe that's a better way. <laughs> Complaining, yeah, because I'm sure part of that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so you've been in this industry for a long time. You, you started it out without knowing what's a good attitude or bad attitude. And I think, you really can't can't look this up on the internet. No one really explains when you're a super what's a good good attitude and what's a good uh, what's a bad attitude. So this I think you know with the collection of your data <laughs> and uh, it, it will be really helpful for the supers who are um, starting out and also also you know, for other supers who are also very experienced to to be careful of of some of these situations or the, the attitudes and that's excellent because i think people who, who have been in this industry um they would this would be a great refresher yeah. because we forget sometimes and we slip because negative feelings don't sometimes happen right away but they creep upon us they creep up on us right that um before we know it we come become more negative right and to the point that it's hard for people to work with us yeah so also i've been in situations where i feel like i didn't do anything wrong but right. i got some complaints about my behaviors so maybe um, one of one of these situations um, might kind of guide me where I could have done wrong in right. the past. Right. Because right. sometimes it's I was just being myself. Right. I was being really honest, but 
um, I was very true to my feelings. <laughs> right. Very true to my feelings. I was being authentic yeah, I was to myself. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought I was doing a good job, but in the end, I, you know, I, it just became a problem for me. And maybe for those who are listening, uh, it could be like a, like a good example yeah. or, or kind of like a guide, guiding stone. Yeah. Um, maybe if if someone got into a situation where just couldn't explain what went wrong, maybe it's because of your attitude. Right. Maybe it's because of that. Yeah. How, which is your how you think about what your I guess what your feeling is about that thing. Right. That comes out through your behavior. Right. And I, you know that's, that I think that's so I I think we talked about last time. Somewhere in, in one of our episodes, you had mentioned that being professional means on the outside, because there's two components, inside inner component and an outer component, the way that you behave and show your expression to others and then how you really feel inside. Right. And when they come together, that's, that's your attitude. And that you were saying, no matter how you feel inside, make sure that you're outside behavior is professional yeah, so at that least. keep it keep it keep it positive on the outside at right. least yeah and I think in this in this episode I want to talk more about maybe um, I want to talk about how to look at these situations as ways as uh, look at these examples as ways to help you fix what's happening on the inside, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. And right. as I'm drinking my, my cup, I, I realized that my cup has an attitude. It's actually not mine. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it says, Mr. Always Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, Mr. Always Right, that's... That could be a negative attitude as well. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Okay, actually says, uh, yeah, it says Mr. It actually says, I think it looks like the spelling says Mrs. Always Right. Oh, so I, 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 borrowed agree. A... I agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, so the first example, so top five true life examples of negative attitudes that can affect your work. And the first one, um, whoops, give me one second here. The first one is, um, there was a situation where uh, the super was asked to give a, his opinion about a certain, certain work that was a project that was going on in, in his, in, in the maintenance part of the building and he was asked to give his professional opinion and he did a lot of research on it and he had a, he developed a particular strategy strategy and going on about this and it was a pretty big building so it was going to be a big project and he started to develop his own opinion on how to do things mm -hmm. and what to prepare and he went into the board meeting made a presentation um, and then uh, left the meeting a couple of weeks later, they the board decided to take a completely different, opposite approach. 
So um, the super, the RM, got really upset and um, he felt really disrespected. And he felt that they didn't listen to, you know, because they didn't listen to him, that this was like an ultimate on the face. Um, it, this was an ultimate slap in the face. And he ended up saying he's not going to help the building anymore and he's not going to put that much time in, that he felt that his time was wasted and that, and it really impacted him. He, he felt down and he felt um, that the board was contriving against him. You know, contriving means he's working against him. Um, so it, it just killed his, his drive to participate. And um, I think that is something that, uh, you know, ended up impacting how he appeared to the board members later. So later on, the manager and the board members felt that he was apathetic, like uh, he was indifferent. He didn't care uh, about the project going um, uh, happening it, because the because the project project unfolded in a way that was not the way that he wanted. He ended up not really caring and how it was handled, and so I think the board, well, definitely the board and the and definitely the property manager, felt that he wasn't participating as much as he should, and um, uh, that caused a big rift between him and the board. I see. My, my first question would be, um, so was the board's approach, that was something different from him or it was a wrong approach? Did they get the problem fixed at all or? You mean the, the actual work? Yeah. The, the, I, uh, eventually they got it done. Oh, okay. But so they didn't it was get it. a different way of doing, doing things. It was a different way of doing things, yes. I see. But, you know, hearing this story, I do feel the super, I mean, I'm sure he put a lot of effort into making the presentation. I mean, presentations are so hard and to, to announce these in front of the board, board members and, and the manager, it's, it's nervous. I'm sure you know, it took a lot of time for him to do that, you know, but it turns out like what I did, what the super did was, you know, just complete waste of time that, that I get it. Like I totally get what the super yeah, would yeah. be feeling. I would be really frustrated as well. Right. I mean like all the effort that I put in time, energy, and maybe sometimes if, you know, I took extra time to, to work on this just for the board. Right. And it, it could be frustrating, disappointing, but I do agree that that should not affect his overall um, behavior to Dedication the building. Dedication yeah. to the building. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like his, his attitude could have been better. So could you explain more about that? Um, yeah. So in a case like that, I mean, your, your attitude... Uh, becomes uh, passive aggressive, right? It, passive aggressive is when you're uh, being aggressive by not doing something, and I think that's it, right? Being aggressive by or being or being challenging um, by by holding yourself back purposefully. Um, maybe he was willing to, 
he was hoping for something to go wrong as proof that his way was right. But it was in turn, maybe not, maybe it was very innocent, but I think the property manager um, or others that were seeing this assumed, can assume those negative things from his outward behavior. And in this case, his inward behavior, he was pissed, he was upset, he had, he was, he, he had pride. And um, I think it was more about, of course, it was the time that he spent, but it was a pride, right? We want to be able to present um, our expertise on something and then have the people, we, we believe that by following it, they're respecting it. By following what we've recommended, that they're respecting us. And I think that was the mistake. I think it came from a core of feeling that he was just disrespected. And instead of that, um, you know, you, your job is, you, one of the ways I think to overcome this is to always assume that you're making a pitch to the board, that you're not, you're not giving them direction. Or what, how should I say that? You're not giving them an order. You're not telling them what to do. You're making a pitch, which means you're making a, a presentation in hopes that they will follow your, your, your thing. And if they don't follow it, it's your job to find out, right? Because if you have board members, you, you, you have di you know, different personalities, different styles, different sense of importance and priority, different sense of risk, like what, what they feel um, sh uh, that they should uh, carry in terms of the risks of the project. So you have different ideas about the project. How, some of the board members may love yours, your, your thing. Some of the buildings, uh, some of the board members may not and they may go with a different direction, but it's really up to you to try to find out what that is, if it bothers you, because you want to, then you'll be able to better understand what the board is looking for the next time around, right? It just makes you a more informed uh, super, knowing what the different um, attitudes and the concerns of the board members are. Um, and also, here's a trick. You need to, since you have to look at this as persuasion, as you know, when you're presenting, you're trying to persuade. You're not going to win every time. And one of the things that you should practice, if it means a lot to you, is try to frame it in the that your presentation in the interest of the board, of the board. That means that think through their eyes and try to frame this as what's beneficial to the board or to the building. Maybe you're thinking in, in terms of the building, but sometimes board members have their own set of priorities. So you want to think about, you know, one way to do it is to say like, uh, this is beneficial to the board because it would eliminate, you know, uh, liability if someone gets hurt which would eventually impact the building's budget. Um, you want to use this type, you know, you want to use this type of equipment rather than the other because using this will save money, which in the long run will save this much in fuel for the, for the building. And frame it in the interest of them because they're not, a lot, I think a lot of us make a mistake when we're at a board meeting to frame it in the interest of us. Like, like, I think this is the best way to do it because I think that this is da, 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 and my team will will and what they're hearing is that they're not hearing the right things that are 
or beneficial to them. So that's one thing that you can do, one example. But I think the important, the takeaway here is not to, not to feel like it's about respect. You know, I think once you do that, once you can, like, um, understand that on the inside and feel better about that, your attitude or your outward behavior will change when you go to the board meeting. And let's say you have to supervise the project in a way that you didn't agree to or you didn't, you didn't want to, it will help you just, it will help you give you the peace of mind and the, clear, the clarity, the, clar the clearness of mind without this all this negativity to help um, get you back into your position of helping the board execute that project, you know? Those are excellent points. Um, so I agree that that the efforts and you know, the time should not be about you. Like it's the, the presenta presentations and these, these offers, I say, yeah, offers, um, there are suggestions about the projects. So it's not focused on you. Right. So you have to put yourself out from that project. Right. And you have to focus more on, on the problem solving itself. It's not really oh, yeah. about you. Right, right. Yeah. And also admit the fact that you, you might be very narrow-minded as well. You're <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, you're talking as... As I'm offended by that, <laughs> and I'm going to leave this podcast right now. No, but there could be some things that you don't know. Right. I mean, between especially between the boards, you know, they have their own experiences of repairs, and they have their own issues of insurance, you know, liabilities, or you know, a lot of things. Sometimes politics. Um, there are a lot of factors you might not be seeing outside. Right. So even if you your presentation doesn't get get accepted, it might not be because of how how bad your presentation was. It might be something else. Yeah, yeah, so sure. So don't take it personally, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's what I was I was saying was that there may be a there may be something that. Um, whole, whole, yeah. That is Completely beyond your control. Different. It has nothing to do with how great your presentation is. Right. That could have that could have done that. So, um, just don't take those things personally. I think feeling personal about those things ends up impacting your 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 inner self, and then that comes out negative as a negative negative attitude right. of apathy, which means you don't care about the project. Um, that you are actually passive aggressively not helpful, um, and it, it's just bad thing. And, and of course, all that negativity snowballs into more and more problems. So right. you want to really catch that, nip that in the bud, stop yourself, um, switch your mental framework to see it more positively, and then and then go ahead. And another example of that is when you have. Um, certain supers who are stickler for rules, right? And they're the rules, the rule to them. And uh, there's very little flexibility 
in, in them in how they approach the rules and how they feel that shareholders should approach the rules. So when something happens and they feel like a rule is broken, broken, they'll um, they'll be upset. Yeah, but I totally understand that because you know the buildings, the super probably follows the rules every single day. Right. Every single day, and you're a board member, and you, you can just just neglect the the rules just so easily like that. Right. These are super important. Right. Well, board members will uh, sometimes they'll they'll make a decision by themselves, and they'll say, okay. This person broke the rules. Let's just let's just move on ahead, right? Yeah, and, and I would feel betrayed. Right, right, and that's what supers feel betrayed as well, because they're like, "I'm here to uphold your rules, and here you go breaking them." What that ends up doing is making, I mean, that, uh, um, I guess, could create the impression that you're not going to care for the rules in in general. I, I, and I, I, I think that. You know, if I recall this this problem, this incident, um, eventually the, a very experienced property manager came down and spoke to that super, and just really just said, "Look, I, I know it's important to you. I know that, but let's look at the bottom line. The bottom line is, it's going to be worse. This shareholder would have been pissed off, and they would have, you know, done something, sued the board." Or suit the building, so we got this done, and so we appreciate that you were looking out for the building, and you know, da da da. And um, I think he, f uh, you know, he felt better. But I think that's, as you said, you got to look at the bigger picture with that. And even if the board decides to, you know, um, let this go like let a person break the rules even though you're making sure that people are sticking to them i think there has to be a flexibility you know there has to be a flexibility that you have or that you develop inside where you allow for these things without just saying i'm not going to care about the rules anymore or i'm not you know the board doesn't care i don't care um and and to develop that sort of bitterness because event ultimately that will lead also to um, a, a per the perception that the super is not you know he's um, he's upset and that he's he's no longer um, trying to help us maintain these rules right I mean in this experience I think the super was very lucky to have a nice manager um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually it was an amazing manager I'll give I'll give the name <laughs> to those supers who are curious to see, to know yeah. who this manager but, is. But, you know, just looking back um, to that incident, I think, you know, even if the, the manager said, oh, I'm sorry, can you understand this? But just seeing the bigger picture, I mean, the manager's kind of babying the super, right? Yeah, I mean, de definitely there was a, an amount of soothing his ego. Yeah, so I think before that, uh, I mean, if if he had a better attitude, maybe things could have gone more smoothly. Um, just, I don't think it would look really good in a professional setting where your boss has to to 
say, you know, calm down, I'm sorry. I mean, he's, he says that outside. He or she may say that, oh, I totally understand, I'm sorry, could you please do this very nicely? Right, right. But inside his, his or her mind, like, oh, it's so hard to work with him. Yeah. Um, and if he ever needs a, exactly. a super, he, he or she will remember this incident. Oh, right. You know, it was such a, such a pain to, to go down there, you know, him, um, myself and, and really persuade this person. Do I really want this guy in another job, another building? Probably not. Right, right. So, yeah, those cases, it's, it's, you know, you can't really help having a good pride, but it's, it's not always being told yes. Yeah. I mean, remember what you said when we first talked about it? You said, oh, I will be pissed too. I think that's the uh, initial response all of us have. Yeah. And of so, uh, but I think when we let it get out of control, it becomes something that becomes harmful to us, to our to our careers, to our future. That's why it's important to when you when you if you've ever gone through something like this, or if you ever go through something like this, remember to stop yourself right. from getting upset. Yeah. And uh, check yourself. <laughs> yeah. At the door. And just make sure that you figure a way to fix the inner side. I mean, on the other side, you might be professional and everything, but eventually your inner side will catch up with the outer side. So try to try to re-hear what we just talked about or re-listen to, to what we just talked about and try to make, make yourself um, feel less um, uh, upset by that. Yeah. And a lot of times, it's not about winning, winning your opinion. Yeah, that's and, true. Some uh, of us are competitive. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's, the, it's the dirty, I guess the dirty truth. I don't know if this is the right word, but not everything goes, goes smoothly in, when you're working with other people. Sometimes you've got to suck it up. Right. Come on. Right. A lot of people suck it up too. Right. And but it's your it it's your choice. You get to choose if this this kind of bad feelings going to you know ruin not ruin your career but affect your career. Affect your a, career definitely in yeah. a bad way. Right. Or are you going to turn this into an opportunity? Right. And the opportunities would be not only developing me like internal mechanisms to prevent you from slipping down this negative negativity but it's also like learning how to be more persuasive as you're saying um more right? giving more giving right yeah and think um, think about this uh incident in a different way so your your um presentation didn't get um get chosen then you know what? You get to learn other other ways to do do it. Right, right. Yeah, you're you're learning. Uh, if if you kind of switch your mind into this as a learning process, all right. Uh, this this is a new approach. Um, I'll give it a try. Right, right. And it is your job to focus on that project too. Right. So you're learning something. Right. 
Which actually leads us to learning something is, is part of the solution for the next one, which is um, where they didn't, like, let's say there was an, a side job that the board, a side project that the board was considering um, farming out to other vendors. And of course, they asked the RM to put in a bid um, himself and the ERM was thinking this is a great opportunity to um, you know make additional income and he put a, a, a price together and he felt that the board would probably favor him because guess what he's he's at the building all the time and you yeah, know there's nothing he, he, he helps out the board yeah something he helps out the board and I've been really good. I've been a good boy. Right. right. And nothing's <laughs> nothing's better than a warranty that's right there. Yeah, I won't <laughs> run away. You won't run away. You're not going to close your company. <laughs> yeah. So there was a really, you know, deep, deep expectation that he was going to get this job and it was going to be good money. And he knew that he would come in cheaper than the, 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 the an outside vendor. And um, he made this presentation and he didn't get the job. They gave it to somebody else, and not only did they not not only did they give it to somebody else, they didn't give him the opportunity to counter oh. uh, propose. You know, like to say, okay, is it too high? Can you come down to x x amount? They didn't do that either. So he got really upset, and um, uh, this resident manager um, who was at this building, and it was a big project. We're talking about a a part, uh, building that was, if I recall correctly, it's like 75 units. Wow. And uh, it was, a, it was a, a project that um, I thought, you know, it's going to, you know, having uh, an outside company come in to do this work would have been very expensive. Mm -hmm. So I was also thinking, oh, the, the super is going to get this. But he didn't, and um, that really, really upset him. And uh, his, <laughs> yeah, um, and what happened was interesting. Afterwards, um, I guess there was issues with afterwards with access given to the contractor oh. or allowing, you know, like using the pump, using the common bathroom, the super's bathroom, you know, for the for the workers of the contractor who was hired. Um, they started getting feedback that he was being very difficult in allowing this to happen, allowing that, you know, the, allowing the contractors guys to, to, to get access to the different parts of the building that they had to, to sit, you know, to leave uh, places to get, to permit them to leave their tools in certain places in the building that would have helped the contractor when uh, they're, they're doing this project. And um, so they felt that, this was sort of a passive-aggressive behavior that um, the super was showing because he was upset that he didn't get the job. And um, in this case, there, there are there there have been cases um, uh, like similar case, cases throughout throughout my um, time in this industry, but a lot of them are you know there, there may be alternate explanations for that. But in this particular building, when I spoke to the super. Yeah, he was. He it was obvious to me that he was upset too, and that he was purposefully doing a lot of these things to, um, uh, as a, as a. Outward. Feeling, of 
or he was doing these things because he was upset at how the how the board overlooked him and like what do you think about that yeah i mean again i i would feel really betrayed too right especially to the if it was a board member that i uh, had been super nice to um but you know being passive aggressive is not gonna help you right i mean if they chose it all right forget about it now you're back to being super you actually offered um a bit to the board as a kind of like a contractor not as a building super so if you didn't get chosen all right oh too bad uh they they lost a chance but you know get your feelings off if there's gonna be uh there's gonna be contractors working in that unit be nice to them what's so bad about being being helpful to them right because that passive aggressiveness you being upset and angry at the board and the contractors you know it's it's just going to give you a really bad impression right and it's it's not your job to compete with that vendor you you are taking care of the building mm -hmm. don't forget about that right right so remember the the larger reason of why you're there yeah and i think this a lot of, i think this stems from probably a, a a a thinking from this by the super that i th i think could be not only wrong but harmful to him which is that thinking that things will be easier because he's a super or that things will be easier with getting these jobs because he is the super or the sense that um uh the expectation that these will come easily to him these opportunities will come easily to him because he is a, he is a super and i think i we can all understand why he thinks that but i think we have to step back and go in back into ourselves and fix that expectation to say that in, in, into something different and to to say that i'm look at them as a client look at them as a client that have other choices out there and it may not be just be the price it might be something else the oh, contractor yeah. may be a friend of, of the board member or you know someone that the board member really wants to a board member who has weight who has who is able to persuade the rest of the board members maybe he um uh has a special um desire to put that vendor in there for for special ethical reasons i'm not saying that it's it's an unethical um yeah i mean it could be just just a matter of taste or style oh maybe it could be it could be in style yeah maybe there was something with that vendor's presentation that really clicked with with the board members and what they wanted yeah and or maybe they were linking this to a future job which the rm they knew the rm could not do mm -hmm. and so they knew that they could get a kind of a wholesale this full package wholesale discount so there could be other other reasons out there but it is important to step back and to say like you said what's your larger role at the building let's step back and go back to the purpose for you to be there your purpose is not to get a con get a get these jobs your purpose is to take care of the building and to facilitate 
the purposes of the board, the goals of the board, right? Exactly. So, yeah. uh, in my opinion, this is just uh, personal, but I would be be thankful that he, the board member, actually gave me a chance oh, to that's interesting. for it. Yeah. No. That that could that could actually that's that's a great. Although the 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 super will think afterwards, he'll be like, they only asked me just to get a a, a, a base a baseline of what it should cost. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> you can think it that way, but I choose not to think that. Right, way. right, right. It's all about how you think inside, yeah. right? Attitude is all about how you think inside, um, and if you can see it positive in a positive light, um, it'll show on the outside, mm -hmm. and that's what that's where you want it want it to to really click. But if you if you see it negatively, like I just did, um, then you are going to feel bitter, and you you won't be as helpful. Um, and and the other thing is like, look at it as as a lesson. Um, in becoming a better salesperson, like you know, when every they say every no that you get, every no that you get leads to a yes, right? But it doesn't work if that if you don't try to improve yourself every time you get a no, right? Every time you fail to get a job, if you don't go back to the drawing board to try to figure out what you did wrong or what what could have been the issue, and then you come back stronger you're not gonna eventually get that yes, that approval, you know? Exactly. So you wanna use this as a chance to really um, look into what you could have done better. Maybe it was your presentation, maybe it was your pitch, and then try to learn from that, just get better. If it's not your fault, because the board, maybe it was a board member that wanted, you know, it was a, it was something special that's out of your control, then, then so be it, you have to, you know, you should find a way to make peace with that so that you can move on right. in a productive way. Um, so that for sure is, is something that doesn't work. So I'm, I also have uh, a third, I think we just, we went to the, this is number three, um, is when supers, when a super says, I can't, I just can't work with that person. Um, I'm not working with him. I refuse to work with him. That becomes a problem. And I've actually, I know it's, it's, it sounds a little bit outlandish, but I just saw that recently yeah. <laughs> where he told the manager, I'm not working with him. I'm just, you know, and he came up with a bunch of reasons why. And the manager just ended up saying, you know, doesn't matter what you want. That's what the board wants. We just want to get this get this going. And uh, they actually it's still going on now, um, and I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. But I think that really impacted his uh, the feeling that um, the super was was uh, you say the super was professional because they were like okay. He obviously can't work with them. Now we got to think about hiring someone else on the outside to oversee this project because they wanted to use this guy. And then they had to feel that this super could be, this RM could be a liability by being an obstacle in their goal to getting things done. Um, I think in, in this, kind of, this case kind of stuck out because it really is, um, I think the, 
the reason why the super didn't want to work with this with this vendor um, was that I think there was a it was a bad interaction um, before a couple years before, and they ended up having a argument or a fight or or something, and the super. Uh, and then I think at that time the board may have taken sides as to who the you know the, the person um, uh, who their favorite person was, and it ended up that um, he ended up getting hurt by that. So in the f when when the the vendor's um, uh, name came up again, um, his immediate response was, "I'm not working with him. You can you can find somebody else or something like that." And um, I think that and it's hard because in this case I put this. Um, towards the bottom because I I because actually when we were talking it was from the least important to the most important so we're we're heading over and I thought I put this high up there because um, a lot of times in this industry we don't it and maybe elsewhere too we don't want to work with people that we don't like yeah I'm just getting stressed even imagining <laughs> right. This. So hard. Yeah. So Imagine you're you're forced to work with someone you don't like, and that's super hard, right? Because yeah. all of your negative negativity can come out so easily in that environment. What do you do? You know, what do you do when you're forced to work with a contractor who you don't like or another? I don't know. I mean, it could be even a board member that you don't like. Could be a board member. It could be a porter. It could be you know someone that you just don't like. You just don't want to work with them and and especially if you're forced to collaborate on a, on a project that could be um, a recipe for disaster yeah. so but the thing is that I, it may as hard as it is it might be going back to what you're saying that remember what your larger role here is to focus on what you know your job is to make sure that these things happen um, for the building in a way that Make sure that your your primary interest is, is for the building, making right. sure that the things that they need are getting done. Doesn't matter if the con if the person that you have to work with is someone you don't like, you can't stand that you despise. Um, if you can't work with somebody, if you can't find a way to work with somebody that they need um, to have part of that project, the same project, that will impact. Um, the impression that you give that you're able to work with others. They're gonna always watch out and say, um, uh, think of you as as someone that's difficult to work with. They will. They may not look at the other person that's difficult to work with. Exactly. They may look at you as the difficult one to work with. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I'm just getting depressed thinking about this. <laughs> but if I were in that situation, I would think of this as challenge. You know what, Ooh. if I can make him into um, like my, my side of person, yeah. if I can work and collaborate, or not even that, just get along with this guy. Right, find a way to find common ground to get along with together. Yeah, um, or just any, just find a way to, to, to exist in this world together, okay. in the building. You know what, it's in the future if I have this kind of experience when I meet someone that I just, just, you know, like, I, I just can't, I just cannot. Yeah. 
this experience is going to help me a lot tremendously. Right. You know, I've done this before. You know, remember that vendor? You, you know, this guy even tried to try to uh, put me into the spot, but you know, like in the, the end, right. yeah. In the end, I made this person a friend of mine. Right, right. I know how to do this. Right. So it's it it's all the, it all depends on you because that vendor is not going to change, the board board is not going to change, the situation is not going to change, and what can you do? Right, right. I mean, a lot of this has to come with uh, that serenity prayer I was talking about, like things you can't change, right? Mm -hmm. um, oh, I totally. I mean. We'll look it up, <laughs> but things that, you know, you're, you hope that God gives you the courage to change the things that you can and for you to let go of the things that you can't change. And then you ask him for the wisdom to, uh, know the difference between the two so that you don't waste time on things that you can't change. Exactly. You and focus on the things that you can change. Yeah, I totally agree. And there may be cases when you're working with this guy this guy's trying to betray me again. You know, there could be similar situations. Oh, yeah. Situations. He, could be a, he could be a jerk. Yeah. Or a, I, or a serial liar. Man. Or a, a troublemaker. I mean, there could be. And, and everyone, no one else has seen that except you. Yeah. So that could be. It is tough. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, you know, just I think you have to do a lot of thinking. You have to keep keep calm. Always, always remember to keep calm and sometimes not about right or wrong but right. sometimes how you you're just like the other topic being flexible yeah being flexible and maybe sometimes you know, give, giving away your pride right it doesn't matter it's okay right um and especially if you're a part-time super who wants to grow or even um uh full-time super who wants to get a job in a bigger building more crews you have to be able to um to to be a leader right and if you can't stand the person and say oh i'm not gonna work with this guy you like you can't um lead a 20 guy crew or 30 30 people Right. You just can't do that. You have to learn. So the flip side of not being able to work with anyone is finding ways to work with everyone. Mm -hmm. And then if you're known as a person that's able to bring people together, no matter how different they are or how difficult they are to work with, that's a huge value. Right. And that's where buildings love to have RMs, supers that are problem solvers that bring people together. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for the recap. That's the exact point that I want to make. <laughs> well, it's a rare occasion that I'm the, <laughs> I'm the person that recaps. I'm the one that keeps on talking on and on. So uh, I'm glad to change that role. Maybe my attitude today. <laughs> that's my positive attitude. Mm -hmm. um, okay, but that, that that's a great point. And that also, it's, you know, when you find yourself in, a, in that very difficult situation... If there's any board members listening, if your super can't get along with them, try to use a different vendor. Mm -hmm. Try to use it. There's a lot of vendors out there. But if you, if you hopefully, if you, because you're making it very difficult for him to do his work when this person is someone that he doesn't like and he can't change that. But to the super that's going through that, 
um, just keep keep up the you know keep positive um, find some way to you know maintain that professionalism and just plug forward yeah and, and a lot of cases if you're nice to a person the, the that person will be nice to you yeah you can't spit on a smiley face <laughs> There are people that do. There <laughs> but, are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's but be I, positive. Yeah, let's be positive, and and uh, I mean, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. And if they, if anything happens, and if you're if you think you're experiencing something that's very really difficult, and that you believe is something that can't, you know, that you can't change, reach out to us. Maybe we'll help. We can help you. Uh, we would love to see if uh, this is something that. Um, we can help you navigate because your your career may be at stake and your reputation is at stake as someone that is either difficult to work with or that's easy to work with. And it's two totally different attitudes. Um, so I'm here at example, uh, the, the final example, which is probably the most um, problematic attitude um, that caused, that can cause problems or friction in your workplace and this is something that happened um, to a super in a, in a pretty large building and basically um, he had trouble getting along with his staff he had a staff of about uh, 12 people he was able to um, you know he had he had trouble getting along with them and um, what I think also um, that's a problem in and of itself, but he had big issues um, working with the manager, building manager. Um, he had supporters on the board, which may have caused him to act like this, but he didn't get along with the manager, and um, it came to a point where when the manager wanted something from him or when the manager felt that the super wasn't doing his his job correctly and came in, to, you know, called him to the office to ask him um, how she could, he could help or how he could, um, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess how, how he can help. The, uh, the RM, the super, got really angry and his response was always, I'm the, I'm the professional, you aren't. Um, don't tell me how to do my job. Um, and I think that, it, you know, yeah, that... You're always in the office, and I'm always in the field. I know what's yeah, the best so, for the building. Exactly. So he was kind of saying that. I'm, I'm in the office. I'm the, I'm the professional, you know. You're here in the office. Um, you're behind the computer all the time. Don't tell me that I'm doing something wrong, you know. And um, that was a huge problem. Uh, for the for the manager because she he felt that he couldn't um, change his behavior or change the things that he she he felt that he was doing wrong he felt the super was doing wrong and it ended up uh, eventually it ended up it ended up that the RM was uh, was uh, lost his job there but that was a big part of it where anything that he felt was criticism for the work that he was doing he lashed out and said that this is you know he that they didn't no one knew what they were talking about um 
that you know often he used to say to the manager also like uh, you're not the boss of me because he knew that the, the board ultimately supported supported him so um, I'll have to listen to you and I think that's that was an extreme case of of uh, an, an extreme case of where the super was clearly seen to have a, a negative attitude by everyone it was the the manager, the staff didn't like him or respect him, and he ended up losing his job. Yeah, I mean, even if you have the supporters from the board, if you're the angry one, <laughs> they will see. I mean, I like this guy, but it does seem like he's kind of arrogant. Right. They will see that. Right. This might be an extreme example, but I mean, every super, yeah. yeah I, every super will be in a position where he's criticized for his work. He may feel, the super may feel that he's being criticized for something that the person who's criticizing don't, doesn't know about. He may feel that he knows more than the, per, the person who's criticizing him and that he feels either disrespected or feels that um, uh, he's being blamed for something that he's not responsible for so how do you how do you and this happens you know uh, it doesn't have to get this extreme but um, all of those moments how you react to that or how you respond to that can give the impression the right impression to the, the, the building or, or wrong impression um, and of course you know in this case uh, that per the the R one was saying, I'm the pro. I don't have to listen to you, and you don't have to. You don't tell me how to do my job. That came off as arrogance. That came off as um, not open to criticism, um, defensiveness. You know. So, how would you, having gone through all of the examples right now, how would you handle if you were the super? How would you handle that? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I, again, again, I feel for the super. And, you know, it could be true that the super is right. The manager yeah. doesn't know what he or she's talking about. Right. And I know. But it's since we're talking about attitude, even if it's true, you always have to be open to other opinions. Um, you are not the only one who's in the building, uh, who's running the building. A manager is, his or her um, role is very important too. Mm -hmm. So respect that too. If you want to be respected, respect the other person's opinion too. Right. And, you know, it's, it's really hard the, the building super job is really hard because it has to do with a lot of human relationships, right? Mm -hmm. um, in this case, I, first of all, don't flip out. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, even if you think this, this, the other person's suggestion is just hideous, just, you know, just listen to it, listen to it. Um, that's, that's a big part. Like, uh, for example, if, if a child says, oh, dad, you're doing this wrong, you, you know, this, this is not right. But you don't flip out to, to your child. It's like, 
<laughs> you would feel upset. You'd be yeah. like, "What? What do you know? <laughs> You're a kid, and I'm an adult. Yeah. Don't tell me what what I need to do." Exactly. And then you end up saying, "Well, I'm your dad, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want." And maybe that's that's the situation there. The the super feels that he's much more wise than the building manager, and it could be the case. You may I mean, building manager may not know yeah. much, and I think, but I think it's you know. Feeling that indignant inside, feeling that your your ego has been bruised inside, it's going to cause you to lash out, mm -hmm. and that could that could really hurt the relationship that you have with the manager and with others around you. It may have happened to the staff where he was saying, you know, don't don't tell me what to do. Maybe they had some uh, suggestions or recommendations for him, and he thought, who are you to tell me? You're a porter. Right? And I'm a super. Um, yeah. Who are you to tell me what to do? You know, you you um, you do your job. I'm going to do mine. And there's no, and that that's I think that is um, uh, that could be a problem, right? Keeping yourself not keeping yourself open to recommendations from others, um, being being uh, turning criticism into something that's. Po that that could be positive that you can learn from, and uh, I just think one of the ways that and it could be uh, a situation where, let's say, a shareholder is just upset at how you handle something, and that they're just lashing out at you, and um, you know your your ability to respond in each of these situations in a positive way will impact how they think about you in your in terms of how professional you are and so yeah yeah exactly um you know it's you you don't have to say oh this this was totally my fault and apologize but i think there are different ways to say say the same message right you no know, i i did my uh, i mean for these reasons always have reasons why <laughs> right, right. Uh, for these reasons, this was the choice of the method that I did, and I believe this was the the best choice that I could have made. Yeah. Um. You can. I think you can totally say that. You could say that. I. But there might be like someone who's like, "No, you're wrong. This is the better way, and you don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. In this case, I would be. Of course, curious. I'm a very <laughs> emotional don't. person. You would but... take this Mr. I'm always <laughs> right. You first you would bring this mug and say, make sure it says Mr. Always Right. And you would say, mm -hmm. look, at my, look at my cup. Look what I'm drinking out of. This is, I'm entitled to this. Yeah. And it's right. so it's hard. frustrating. But in this case, I mean, as a building super, it's your job to maintain a building in, in a technical sense. Like, you know, the boiler is running well, you know, things are not broken. But it's also your job to maintain a building between people too. With right. your staff, you and your board members, you and the manager, and maybe sometimes between manager and board. Um, so focus on your job. When you hear a com complaint like this, this is uh, my opinion, just my personal opinion, but this guy's never gonna agree with me, then you know what, just 
All right. Um, I think you have a point too. Um, next time, I'll make sure this. Uh, you know, I talk to you before this happens. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, just feel sorry that this person is feeling that way. He's just angry. Right. No, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I did my best, but next time, um, I'll I'll try to do it better, or I'll I'll let you know of certain things. Right. You know, right. Just you know, a lot of times when. The board or someone's really mad. It's that person's super mad at that moment. Right. Just so maybe focus on not telling how right you are, but try to calm that person down first. Yeah. You know what I find all, uh, that works almost every time, and I think that this should be something that uh, super should jot down. Is just ask how do we how do you, how can I fix this? Yeah, yeah. How can I go, how can we go forward? What do you need me to do to make this better? And they'll come out. They'll stop and they'll come out with some things that they think you know. Or I think I think the immediate thing effect of that will be the other person calms down mm -hmm. and they say, "All right, so he's open to trying to help me. Mm -hmm. Let me let me explain what I what the things maybe let me think through." And try to come up with some things that will help ease my my pain mm -hmm. in my mind, and I think that that helps uh, uh, heal the situation. Right. Um, even if that person's wrong, even if the other person is completely wrong, they don't know what they're talking about. At least you get to hear from them what um, they think will help solve the problem, and how you can help as a super right. solve their problem, and. Um, and later on, you can always come back with a report that says this is why I'm, you know, uh, the other person's wrong. But at least you'll know the way, a solid way, a solid road out of that situation. And it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of practice to get to a level where, when you're dealing with someone who's very emotional, who thinks that they're right, or at least is criticizing um, you. Um, it takes practice to to jump in and just say, "Okay, tell me what you want. Tell me how to make this right. Tell right. me what you want me to do." And so practice it. Practice that phrase over and over. And any situation that you find yourself in, you'll that statement will help you find your way out of that quickly. Um, and of course, you know, saying I'm sorry, you know, like uh, not saying I'm sorry, but you, your method of saying, um, what was that? Like, how um, your method was more of kind of listening to them. Yeah, just listen to them. They want to be listened. A lot right. of times they just want to be listened. Right. So it's actually just an extension of your, your thing. Yeah. You're just being more affirmative. Um, what do you call that? You're being more action oriented mm -hmm. when you ask them, "What can I do?" Mm -hmm. Right. So. I, so this kind of we, we talked about a lot of things for the last example. Um, what could be like a real situation of this? For me, um, I kind of thought of this situation. There was, uh, let's say, there's a um, multi-level leak, right, and the you you had to open up a hole right 
uh, without letting the resident know, mm. shareholder know, mm -hmm. and because it was emergency. Yeah, of course. I mean, I get it. Like it's, I mean, no one's gonna be happy, but yeah. Yeah, and you, you had to leave your tools because you forgot to cover their clothes <laughs> in the closet. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, it happens. happens. I feel bad that it happens. And yeah. you know, you did your best, and like any plumber would say, yes, you you had to open up that hole regardless of or even if you didn't i mean if you if you made your best judgment it was wrong yeah that's still okay because yeah. you're you're there not to be perfect but to use your judgment yeah but in this case let's say everything was just right right about what you did but the the board member is complaining about i told you before don't come into my apartment uh, um, i see before right before letting me know i told you so many times I mean, you ruined everything. You left the, all the tools here. I have a huge hole in my bathroom. Uh, what are you, like? I sh I'm paying you like this. I shouldn't be treated this way. Right, right. Like there could be a lot of complaints like this. Right. I, right. I think I've actually seen this kind of um, behavior from some of the boards. Right, right. In my experience, but in that case. <laughs> that could be like this case, right? right? The last example. Right. That like, okay, don't focus on what you did for the problem. Right. Focus on like what this board member is mad at. Right. And it is unfortunate that this guy's feeling bad. Right. So right. just really understand why he, he would be feeling this way, why this board member is feeling this way. I'm sorry, you left <laughs> a huge hole without letting you know. Right. I mean, that could be. You know, I like. Yeah, you know, I like actually, the the, the phrase of, let me know how to make things. Um, let me. What do I need to do to fix this? Mm -hmm. Or let me know what I need to do to, to get this moving. Is because you, there's a point at which someone just wants to talk and talk about how they've been wronged exactly and you know you know it's part of the grieving process right getting off their chest but as a super you don't want to hear that you want to you want to move to the action phase mm -hmm. you want to be like all right i get it i'm sorry your clothes are ruined let me know what to do next tell me what to do and it puts them into a into a uh, problem solving the, the person who's upset it puts them into a problem solving mode as well it forces them to go okay what do i need to do to get this better right all right bring my clothes to the dry cleaner and get it all done clean it up and cover my clothes for now you know um and it it, it forces them to focus on the forward thinking mindset than to be stuck in a in a you know complaining mindset you know i don't uh, and uh, once again that complaining mindset is completely understandable you're you're surprised you're shocked you're upset and you want to talk it over and over and talk about how upset you are. Mm -hmm. The only thing is that it doesn't help the situation. Right. And you want to get everything moving. And your job as a super, sometimes when everyone's paralyzed in this in this position, is to jump in and move things along. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really hard hard life of a super. This is why it's a tricky job. It's not yeah, yeah. easy. It's not only it's not taking care of the garbage, you know, fixing things. Yeah. So many components uh, go into as a job of being a building super. Yes, yes. Everyone should feel super proud. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. And, and we could definitely talk more about how, you know, how to, how to problem, you know, to communicate to, it'll come up again. And when we talk about communication, how to top 10, top, top five ways that communication goes really bad. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about those things. Yeah. So we talked uh, a lot about what kind of attitude. Right. Um, attitude is way of thinking also how you react to right. not react but how you behave exactly based on that emotions and thoughts um yeah we talked about a lot of different scenarios where it could get complicated right. and maybe that you need some of the practice and experiences to develop a very positive and maybe a more mature right. sense of attitude. So, yeah, I hope this episode has been helpful to many of these people. Um, some of them put them, they, got, they went into a hot seat. They yeah. got into a hot seat because of it. But um, hope maybe it's too late for them. But hopefully for those of us in the future, yeah. as we and move also, forward. And also, you know, it's even if you lost your job, it's never over. That's true, too. It's never over. And it's the beginning of the next phase. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's a positive and That's positive attitude, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And it's always up to you. Attitude yeah. is something that you decide. You can decide on which, sure. which attitude to take. Right. So, yeah. I. It's hard, but it's possible. It is. It is truly possible. And having a good positive attitude will will take you to a bigger career, meeting new, more new people. Yeah, you want to get you. Super. Yeah, definitely leads. It translates different, in value to yeah. higher pay. Different level of super. Right, and also buildings uh, that have great supers with great attitudes don't want them to leave. Mm -hmm. That's where you can say, well. Um, can I get a raise? And they'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. So you want to be that person. Yeah. You want to be that person. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of great attitudes, uh, super super great attitudes out there. I've met yeah. them. So and keep it up, and you will be happy. Right. Having a positive attitude, everything is is an um, opportunity to learn and grow. Right. Yeah. So it's up to you. Great. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Thank you, James. <laughs> Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.